Are you a follower of Jesus Christ who's done being quiet? Are you ready to tell the world whose you are, totally, fearlessly, and unapologetically? And are you ready to smash that imaginary wall that supposedly divides your career and faith life? Welcome to the C-Suite for Christ podcast, where we talk about living as a disciple of Christ in the world of work. Before we get to the content we have in store for you today, here's a quick word from our sponsor. Christians across the U.S. are rising up and banking with their values, and they are banking with Christian Community Credit Union. A trusted institution for over 65 years, Christian Community Credit Union is America's leader in biblical banking solutions. With low-cost auto loans, mortgages, personal loans, as well as products to help grow your money that include high-interest checking, savings, CDs, and so much more. The money you entrust with Christian Community Credit Union enables them to provide affordable financing to help churches and ministries grow. And with their new Cash Rewards Visa card, earn cash back while supporting Christian charities. It's time to bank with your values. Join Christian Community Credit Union today. Learn more at mycccu.com slash c-suite. That's mycccu.com slash c-suite membership eligibility required join other christian executives in running your business based on christian values to learn more visit the nehgroups.com Hey there, everybody. Paul M. Newberger, the founder of C-Suite for Christ. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the C-Suite for Christ podcast. It is a blessing to have you here. Part of the reason I say that is, man, there are a lot of demands on your time, personal demands, professional demands, the various things that you got to do for just all these other people that are in your life. Sometimes it's tough to do something for yourself. Plus, you say, well, I want to listen to a podcast. There's a ton of different podcasts out there. So the fact that you chose the C-Suite for Christ podcast, that means a lot to us here at uh, this very important ministry. We are going to be a good steward of your time. And just want to let you know that I love you and appreciate you. One thing, if you like this podcast or you at least like the notion of covering the world in Christ, one of the things that I want to put on your radar is coming up here fairly soon on Thursday, February 9th is our big annual event, the Covering the World in Christ celebration. You can join us in person in beautiful West Bend, Wisconsin, or you can join us via live stream from anywhere on the planet. But it's our goal once a year in a big, big way to come together as the body of Christ, to pray for each other, to encourage each other, to inspire each other, but also to make a very bold declaration that we are done being quiet, that we are going to start unapologetically, vociferously, which is a pretty cool word, by the way, tell the world not who we are, but whose we are. 
And once a year, we like to come together. Once a year, we like to pray for each other. And once a year, we like to put on one heck of a show so we can do just that. Our keynote speaker this year is going to be none other than Governor Mike Huckabee. And our musical performer is going to be Christian music sensation Danny Gokey. By the time you're listening to this, I'm assuming there's still going to be some tickets left. But boy, they are going very, very quickly. So if you want to get tickets for the in-person show, you can get a couple of VIP tickets to meet these superstars. Again, if you're outside of the state of Wisconsin, if you're anywhere else all over the world, you can also buy live stream tickets and partake virtually. But whatever you do, do something. The Covering the World in Christ celebration on Thursday, February 9th, it would be an absolute blessing to have you there. I saw a social media post not too long ago that really got me thinking about a person in particular. I went down memory lane, I suppose, and it brought back some feelings that I haven't thought of in a while And I suppose that can happen when you reminisce. We get so caught up in our daily life. We get so caught up in our busyness. We get so caught up in our obligations, both personally and professionally, that we don't often go back and reminisce. We don't often go back and think about a person or a place or an event or a situation that really kind of defined who we are as a person. And I had an experience here not too long ago. I'm not going to use her first name because I didn't get her permission to tell this story. But suffice it to say, I'll just kind of describe the person that I'm talking about. So again, about a week and a half to two weeks ago, I saw a post from a woman whom I went to college with, went to Ripon College. And um, it was one of those things that uh, just got me thinking about her a little bit. Now, it looks like she's got a, a fine life right now. She's married. She's got some children. She looks very, very happy. Thing is, I hadn't thought about this particular woman in a while, probably a long while, if I'm being really honest with myself. But she played a very important role in my life, especially during my time as a college student. You see, I I first met this woman when I was a freshman, and it was probably within my first week or two on campus that I became familiar with who she was was I became friends with her roommate freshman year. Uh, Bumped into her roommate, gosh, one of my first days or two on campus. She was one of the first people to talk to me, one of the first people to say hello, one of the first people to be nice to me. So I started to become friends with this person. Again, I'm brand new on the college campus. I don't know who people are. I don't have relationships with anybody. So I started to glom on to this woman in particular. So when I would go to her dorm or when we would study together or, you know, just whatever we were doing, I would go to see her and she had a roommate. This roommate is the person in question. This roommate is the individual whose Facebook post I saw recently. And again, she, very nice. Like I, I wasn't interested in her like dating or anything, but but she was nice and she was polite and she was always asking me questions. Well, again, when I would go to visit my new friend, her roommate, we would talk, we would smile, we would become familiar with herself, with each other. And she had a boyfriend at that time. And again, just kind of filed that away. But I knew of her. I knew of her boyfriend. I knew what she was studying. She was a good person. We were friends. Fast forward two years to basically my junior year. And uh, it became 
known that when we returned to campus that year after a multi-year relationship with this person, the roommate, the person whose post I saw on Facebook two weeks ago, broke up with said boyfriend. Again, not a big deal, but it was one of those things. They were together for so long. It was just kind of one of those things. Well, she came back to college and they were no longer together. Well, it also happened that she was now living in the dorm that I was also living in. So I I saw her a little bit more often. We bumped into each other a little bit more often. But it was only about a couple of weeks into that new school year, a couple of weeks into the fall of my junior year, that I, I just started to see her more often. And the interaction between the two of us was a little bit different. For starters, she just started to appear in more areas where I was randomly. I'm just a boy. I never saw her this often before. Wow. I, I never bumped into her this many times in a given week before. Wow. What are the odds that I'm walking to this building or going into this dorm or I'm walking to the library, wherever I'm going. And there she happens to be. And when I would bump into her, we would start talking. It was pleasant conversation, but wow, I'm, I'm bumping into her a lot now, way more than normal. That That's a little different. Sometimes, again, if I'm in a hurry, I would just quickly go to the cafeteria. I would sit down at one of the tables. And, you know, that can be an awkward time for some people, a nervous time for some people. Oh, my gosh, are my friends going to be there? Where am I going to sit? What is this going to look like for me? I got 10 minutes. I don't really care. I'm going to get my food. I'm going to be that loser at the table by himself. I don't care. I'm going to scarf down my food and go. Well, whether I was sitting with a person or two or sitting by myself, this woman would Hey, Paul, funny running into you here. Would you mind if I eat with you? Oh, sure. Come on down. Grab a grab a table. Absolutely. That never happened before. Now she's starting to see me in the cafeteria. We're sitting down together. We're eating together. A couple times when we're walking, walking to class, walking to the dorm, walking to the library. I said we bumped into each other a lot. Once in a while, because she was standing fairly close to me, her hand would bump into my hand. Not a handhold, mind you, but maybe a little knuckle to knuckle or geez, you're really kind of close. Your shoulder is rubbing against my shoulder. Just just a little bit more physical contact. Oops, I didn't mean to bump into your hand. Sorry, Paul. That kind of a thing. I would start when we were talking, I would start to hear a lot more we shoulds. Something like, hey, we should study together some night. What do you think? Or, you know, I'm, I am I can't start my day without that early morning cup of joe. You're up early. I'm up early. You know what? We should get some coffee one of these mornings. What do you think? Just, just getting a little bit more of these we shoulds. And one of the last things that I will say for the purposes of this podcast is, you know, when we would get to whatever the destination would be, maybe we get to her class because we're walking together or we get back to my dorm because we're walking together before we would say goodbye, before we would go our separate, excuse me, let me, let me cut that out. Okay. I'll, I'll backtrack. Here we go. So I would also notice too, that when we were walking to certain places, maybe we'd get to her class and I'm going in another direction, or we would get to uh, the library and she's going in another direction, whatever it is, there would be that, that pause where you're saying goodbye to each other. I'm about to go in one direction. She's about to go into another direction. I just started to notice these goodbyes were getting awkward rather than, okay, Paul, see you later. He's just kind of standing there expecting something. What? I don't have anything. What What are you waiting for? I got to go. Why are you still standing here looking at me with those eyes? 
just just this is a little different. I, I, I just started to notice this over the course of those first couple of weeks, whether it be bumping into each other, whether it be her joining me at the cafeteria, these inadvertent hand touches, these we shoulds or those awkward pause goodbyes where it almost kind of looks like she's waiting for something or expecting something. I just started to notice these. Well, suffice it to say that stuff continued for about another month to two months. I eventually asked her out. She said yes. And one of her responses was, what took you so long? I said, what are you talking about? So what took you so long? I've been dropping these hints. I've been giving you these signs. I've been providing you with these signals for all of these months. My goodness, I was starting to wonder about you. Maybe you didn't like me. Maybe you were dense. But I didn't think I could make it any more obvious. What took you so long? Why did you not recognize these signs? And I'll admit, I didn't. I was noticing, wow, I'm seeing her a lot. I was noticing, boy, your, your knuckles are touching my knuckles. I noticed, what are you waiting for? I'm just saying goodbye. Like I noticed those things, but I'm embarrassed to say I didn't put it together. I, I can probably guarantee you listening to this podcast right now, by the time I got to hand touch, you're probably thinking to yourself, well, she's India. She wanted to go out with you. She, she was interested in being more than friends. Dummy, how could you not put that together? But the point is, I didn't. Eventually, I did. Eventually, I asked her out. And eventually, we dated for that entire year. Now, again, like I said, this typically happens. Relationships end where we're still friends. She's married. She's got kids. And it looks like she's having a fantastic life. But seeing her post on Facebook made me think of those interactions and made me think of the time when she was trying to drop hints, trying to drop signs. And I was just too dense to pick up on that. I wonder, are we too dense at times to pick up on the signs that God is leaving for us? Let's go to scripture, Matthew chapter 16, verse 3. And in the morning, today it will be stormy, for the sky is red and overcast. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. I think this is very appropriate for what we're going through today, both personally, professionally, as well as spiritually. Just think about the things that we pay attention to on a fairly regular basis. Maybe you're a fan of a professional sports team based on the plays that they've called in the past, based on the teams that they're going to be playing moving forward, based on, okay, we know what the needs of the team are. We're going into the offseason. You can read the tea leaves. So-and-so is going to be cut, and he is. They need to draft an outside linebacker. First round of the pick, first round of the draft, here comes an outside linebacker. Maybe the coach has had two or three years of subpar performance, average performance. He's going to get fired this year. He's fired. You can interpret the signs with respect to sports. You can interpret the signs with respect to your favorite sports team, but you're missing some of the signs that God is giving you. Maybe it's politics. Maybe it's the office situation. Maybe it's your family. Boy, she's giving me the cold shoulder. Something must be wrong. You know, my kid is sort of aloof. I'm going to talk to him. He's normally not uh, keeping to himself this much. You know, my boss just seems like he's agitated with me. I wonder if I'm in trouble. I'm going to talk to him. We can interpret the signs in a lot of different areas, be it sports, be it the job, be it our families, be it the community, be it 
politics, be it whatever. But I'm amazed at how very few people can interpret the signs that God is giving us. And I think part of the reason is we are not looking for those signs. We are not in tune with those signs. Let's just take sports. Gosh, how often are we engrossed in sports? For some of us, it's a borderline obsession. You're reading about your favorite sports team every single day. You're spending hours watching every single game. You're talking about sports with your friends or family, and you're going doing the Monday morning quarterbacking stuff. You're watching ESPN and checking out the highlights, and you're getting some additional information there. In any given day, in any given week, in any given month, you're spending hours and hours and hours on your favorite sports team. So because you're spending so many hours on this topic, it would suffice it to say that you would be pretty in tune with what's going on in the sports world. You would be pretty in tune with what's going on in that regard. So if you notice a bit of a shift, even a tiny shift, you should be able to catch that and start interpreting what that means. Compared to sports, compared to your job, compared to your spouse, compared to your kids, compared to politics, compared to your community involvement, how much time are you spending with God and things of the faith? Well, if the answer is not much, it's a high degree of likelihood that you're going to miss the signs that God has given you because you will not be able to recognize the signs when they come. My wife, she loves the Green Bay Packers. She's always cheering for the Green Bay Packers. She's been a Green Bay Packer fan her entire life. But ask my wife to name four Green Bay Packers. She can't do it. Aaron Rodgers, and she still thinks Mike McCarthy is the head coach. That's that's my wife's knowledge of the Green Bay Packers. So if I was to ask my wife, who do you think they're going to pick in this year's draft? I don't know. What do you think their biggest need is in this year's draft? I don't know. Do you think Matt LaFleur is going to keep any of his assistant coaches? I don't know. Do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to come back next year with that big contract? I don't know. And the reason she doesn't know is because she's not in tune with them on a day-to-day basis like I am. So she cannot interpret those signs. She doesn't even see those signs. And accordingly, she doesn't know what to predict or how to act. Do you think God is a little bit more important than your professional sports team? Do you think God is a little bit more important than your spouse? Do you think God is a little bit more important than your children? Do you think God is a little bit more important than politics? Do you think God is a little bit more important than your favorite season on whatever streaming service that you're watching? And the answer is absolutely positively. We can interpret signs in all these areas of our life. We can make predictions in all these areas of our life. We can talk intelligently about all these areas of our life things that are less important, things that are less meaningful, things that are less impactful. But we're walking around aimlessly lost, wondering why God isn't talking to us, wondering why God isn't sending us signs. couple of things. One, God speaks in a whisper, not a roar. That is coming straight out of Scripture. He does not speak in a booming voice. He does not speak in a roar like a lion. He speaks in a whisper. How are you going to hear God's whisper over the noise of your life, over the loudness of your busy calendar? And the short answer is you can't. So if you want to pick up God's signs, if you want to hear God's voice, if you want to pick up a little bit more about what God is telling you, you need to have periods of calm, periods of quiet, periods of rest. 
where you can hear his voice because you've been quiet and because you've been still. Number two, there is no such thing as luck, chance, or coincidence. Everything is what my wife likes to call a God kiss. Everything. So when you find yourself saying, boy, what a coincidence that I bumped into this person today. That's not a coincidence. That's a sign from God. What is? What are the chances that this new job opened up right at the same time that I was looking for a new job? That is not a random chance. That is not a random occurrence. That is a sign from God. But again, you need to be in tune with God to pick up those signs. Otherwise, you start thinking that these things are all random acts, random occurrences, random chances. If you're not talking to God, if you're not praying to God, if you're not spending time with God, if you're not intimately in a relationship with God, you're just going to start looking at everything as a random chance as opposed to a God who knows what's in your heart, who hears what your needs are, who knows what is going to make you happy, who is passionate about showing you how much he loves you. It it almost kind of reminds me of one of these jokes that I heard at some point. You've got a guy in a, let's just say it's Christmas Eve. He's been putting off Christmas shopping for as long as he possibly can. I got to buckle down. I got to buy these gifts. So he goes to the mall on Christmas Eve, which is a recipe for disaster. He's driving around the parking lot. There is just nary a parking space to be found. So what he does is he looks up to heaven and says, God, I tell you what, boy, I'm already in a bind. I'm in a bad situation here. Boy, I'm already backwards on this. If you can help me find a parking spot, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm I'm, going to build a church for you. I'm going to go on a missionary trip. I'm going to start saying 10 Hail Marys. In the middle of him saying he's going to say 10 Hail Marys, you got this minivan that backs out of a parking spot, leaving him with a pristine opportunity right in front of him. He stops talking. He says, never mind, God, I found one. Many times we go through life with that same mentality. We pray, we ask, We give things to God, and then when they happen, we don't give God the credit. It's just, oh, what a lucky opportunity. What a lucky break. What a chance. What a coincidence. When that was God the whole time, maybe even sometimes based on our prayer life, maybe we're not even asking for it. Maybe we're not even praying for it. But the beautiful thing about God is he loves you so much. He knows the needs of your heart before you even open your mouth. He knows the desires of your soul before you even share them with our Heavenly Father. And because he loves you, because he wants you to be happy, because he wants you to live a high-quality life from time to time, he's going to grant those desires of your heart without you even asking for them. Yet we miss that sign. Yet we don't give him the glory. Yet we don't give him the credit. We think that was our doing. We thought that was our hard work. We thought that was the lucky break that we deserve once in a while. And then we complain, I don't see God in my life. I wish God talked to me. I wish God gave me some signs. I wish God would come down once in a while and help me out a bit when he's been doing that for you all day, every day for your entire life, but you're not in tune with it and you're missing those signs. Remember, God is not a genie in a bottle. God is not a gumball machine. That's not the purpose of prayer. And I think 
with all due respect, especially if you're one of these people, immature Christians think prayer is where you go up, you rub the lamp and the genie pops out. Yeah, I want some money. I want a better job, whatever it is. And you wait for that to happen. That is not the purpose of prayer. Never has been, never will be. The purpose of prayer is for you to have a conversation with your heavenly father so that you can grow in relation with your heavenly father. That's all God wants. God wants an intimate, loving, personal relationship with you. That's prayer. Think of prayer is inviting God to the local Starbucks. You have a cup of coffee together. You get to know each other. Then you go on your separate ways. The next morning, you do the same. The next morning, you do the same. The next morning, you do the same. If that was you and another human, now you're starting to develop rapport. Now you're starting to like each other. Now you're finishing each other's sentences. Now you can anticipate the jokes that the other person is going to make. That's the relationship that Jesus wants with you. And that is the purpose of prayer. As you start getting to know Jesus, as you start building that intimate relationship with him, as you start increasing that familiarity with your heavenly father, now you're going to start seeing him in other places. Now you're going to start seeing those signs because you're familiar with him. You can anticipate him. You know him well, and there's this intimacy there. To, to borrow another analogy, it's almost kind of like if you need a new car, you go to the used car lot, you buy a yellow car. What happens the moment you get on the freeway? You start seeing yellow cars everywhere because it's in the forefront of your mind, because you're thinking about this on an ongoing, regular basis. If I'm thinking about God, I start seeing God's face everywhere. If I start thinking about my prayers and petitions, I start seeing those everywhere. As I start meditating on God's word and the things that he tells me about how he loves me, how he's going to give me hope in the future, how he's never going to turn his back on me, how he's always going to fulfill his promises, I start seeing that love, those promises, that friendship everywhere not because I hear a booming voice, but I see it through our my life circumstances, the opportunities that happen, the lucky breaks that I get, the people that come into my life. But if we're not meditating on God's word, if we're not spending time in God's word, if we're not spending time with God himself, we're going to find ourselves in a situation like me in college with this woman who kept trying to drop me hints. I'm just not picking up on it. I'm just not seeing it. And as I get ready to uh, to take a break here, to kind of go back to that example of me in college, I could almost kind of see it where it may, maybe, maybe, here, maybe this is a little bit better. This is a little bit better. I'm, I'm going to do an audible on here. This just popped in my head. And again, that's a God thing that popped into my head. One of my favorite movies, and I was just talking to somebody about this. I forget who, but I was talking to somebody about this on the phone. I love stupid comedies. And before he started taking on different roles and showing that he's got this range as an actor, if you wanted a good stupid comedy, you would watch a Jim Carrey movie, be it Ace Ventura, be it The Mask, maybe even Dumb and Dumber, which is where I'm going. And if you've seen the movie, I'm about to spoil the ending, so you might want to quickly skip through this, but... Gosh, these guys, they get nothing but bad breaks the entire movie. Well, when you have Lloyd and Harry walking down the road, they have no vehicle. They're in the middle of a desert. They're talking about how pathetic their lives are. This bus full of swimsuit models breaks down right in front of them. 
The doors open up. These Some of the most beautiful women you've ever seen, wearing nothing but bikinis, by the way, pretty much say, hey, guys, I'm, I'm hoping you can help me with something. We're looking for two men that want to go on a year-long trip with us. They're going to go to all of our swimsuit competitions. They're going to grease us up, oil us up before every competition. We need two, two people. Do you know of anybody? Finally, they got their lucky break. Finally, God is shining on them and giving them his favor. And in some very memorable lines, they say, well, you're in luck. There's a town about five miles that way. I'm sure if you drive to that town, you're going to find somebody. The girls look a little disappointed. They get in the bus. They drive to the town. And the movie ends with Lloyd and Harry saying, boy, could you imagine two lucky guys are going to spend the entire year with those models on their bus? Well, we better keep our eyes open. You know, we don't want to miss our break, too. That is kind of analogous to what happens when we're not seeing the signs that God is leaving for us on a regular basis. We want happiness. God has given us the opportunity, but we're missing it. We want opportunities to grow, opportunities for joy, opportunities to better ourselves, opportunities to better our businesses, signs, people, opportunities are coming into our life, but because we're not in tune with it, we're missing these signs. Matthew chapter 16, verse three, and in the morning, Today it will be stormy, for the sky is red and overcast. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. We have to be mindful of this. We have to be looking for this. Otherwise, our life is going to be very, very difficult. If you're a Wisconsin CEO or business owner, your life may be very difficult now, especially if you're not working with my friends at Culture Index. If you're a Wisconsin CEO, who do you have on your team right now? Who do you need on your team right now? Culture Index, and I've been a satisfied client of this organization now for several years. They've got the business solution to drive revenue, profitability, and company scale by concentrating on your most expensive and subjective asset, your people. Learn more at cultureindex.com. And oh, by the way, make sure to tell them that C-Suite for Christ sent you. Very excited because after a very quick break, we're going to be talking with Dan O'Donnell. He's a very popular iHeartMedia personality, my colleague at News Talk 1130 WISN, where I have the Covering the World in Christ radio show. He's going to talk to us about interpreting these signs, and he's got an interesting story to tell. You're not going to want to miss that. Don't go away. Need a trade show display, a lobby renovation, Heck, how about help with an event that you're hosting? Captivate Exhibits can do it all. Plus, they're an outspoken faith-based organization that puts Christ first in all that they do. Ready to captivate the attention of the masses? Then check them out today at CaptivateExhibits.com. That's CaptivateExhibits.com. Well, welcome back, everybody. Getting really excited. We're about to uh, introduce you to our guest today, Dan O'Donnell. Looking forward to this conversation with him. But, you know, before we have that conversation, I just want you to know that we would be blessed and honored to have you join the conversation. You hear me talk about this a lot. Remember, it is called 
the great commission, not the great suggestion, not the great recommendation. I hate to tell you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, but talking about Christ, that ain't optional. Covering the world in Christ ain't optional. This is something that we are called to do, and we'd love it if you could lend your voice to this conversation. Really, two things. One, if you enjoy the C-Suite for Christ podcast, I would ask you to prayerfully consider sharing this. Share it on social media. Share it via email. Tap somebody that you know that gets a lot of windshield time on the shoulder and say, hey, in that long drive that you're going to be taking, why don't you listen to the C-Suite for Christ podcast? But even if you don't want to do that level of advocacy to fulfill the Great Commission, just know that we are on Facebook. We are on LinkedIn. We are on YouTube. Like us. Subscribe to us. Share our content. Lend your voice to the discussion. And it would be a really great blessing to have that dialogue with you. Speaking of blessing, uh, very excited to uh, introduce you to Dan O'Donnell, a very prominent uh, radio personality, not only in the state of Wisconsin, but also across the country. My colleague at iHeartMedia, looking forward to this conversation with him. Brother Dan, how are you, sir? I am doing spectacular. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. It is an honor to say the least and not the least of which, because I really want to get your thoughts on an important topic that we're unpacking in this episode of the C-Suite for Christ podcast. So, Dan, as you know, we're talking about Matthew chapter 16, verse three. And in the morning today, it'll be stormy for the sky is red and overcast. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. Really interesting thing for us to be discussing here today, Dan. What does Matthew chapter 16, verse 3 specifically mean to you? To me, it has always sort of meant that there are signs all around us. And that while we understand the physical and, and what we can see, what our senses tell us is, what is truth, that we also need to be extra perceptive in order to get what God is telling us, because he won't come right out and stay and appear in a, a cloud during the day and a pillar of fire at night anymore, that the signs he gives for us in our lives are ones that we actually have to open our hearts to be able to receive. Yeah, and I think that's very well said. As, as much as we would love a thunderclap from on high, as much as we would love a flaming chariot with dozens of steeds coming down to us here on earth. It just doesn't work that way. And Dan, just, just based on your experience and what you've seen, why do you think so many people miss the signs that God is showing them on a regular basis? Uh, because God no longer yells, he whispers. <laughs> and we have to be really listening in order to whisper. And there's a whole lot of clutter in our lives that can sort of prohibit that, that we don't really open ourselves or or open our ears or open our senses, open our hearts to be able to hear what it is that God's whispering to us all the time. Well, and, and maybe it's just as easy as slowing down and decluttering, but I, I know you, you're a busy guy personally and professionally. You got a lot of different things on your plate. I mean, how, how do you slow down? How do you remove some of these distractions so you can hear the whispers. I mean, what, what does that look like for you? But also, what would you recommend that look like for some of our listeners here today? Boy, that's a great question. And I don't really have a great answer, frankly, because it's so personal to everyone that 
being able to open yourself to what God it is, is that he's saying to you is something that is going to be different for everyone. What I can tell you is when I heard God speaking to my wife and me as loudly as ever before, about nine years ago, uh, and it was still to this day, I remember it like it was yesterday because it's still one of the most amazing things that's ever happened to either of us. Well, it sounds like you got a really good story there, Dan. I mean, would you mind walking us through with, would love to hear about your experience and uh, maybe what our listeners can learn from what you and your wife went through. Of course, I, I definitely would. And this is a different Bible verse that forms the center of this story, but it is about signs. It has absolutely nothing about uh, to do on its face with seeing God's signs, but again, being able to open yourself to seeing and hearing and understanding what God is trying to say to you is the central part of what this verse will always and forever mean to me. I can actually remember the day it was, and I did have to look it up before we started taping this podcast. It was June 29th, 2013. And I remember this, and people might remember this because it was the day that Summerfest was so crowded that they actually had to open up the gates and let people in for free. There was such a massive crowd of people there to see the band Imagine Dragons. They were playing on a free stage and they had just become massive, massive stars with the release of their first single. But they were playing on a free stage. There were also a couple of other very popular acts and Summerfest saw crowds that it just was not prepared for. So this brought a huge crush of people to Summerfest. I was one of them, along with my two brothers and my brother Mike, his wife, Katie. We went down, we met up with some other people. My wife, Megan, didn't go down with us, even though we were going to see Dispatch, which was a band that we both loved from college. They had never before played. They're a small college band from Boston, the Boston area. They had never before played Milwaukee. But Megan and I were as most couples do, going through a very rough patch. And it was, you know, just difficult. And so I went out. We had two very young children, and, and Megan was expecting our third, our little daughter, uh, Gracie. And we went down to Summerfest, and we went to go see Dispatch. And because there were so many crowds, nobody could get a cell phone signal. It was just, it was incredible amazing like you could not so as you know i was that guy at, at, at the show i was taping megan and my favorite song it's a very wonderful slow uh song that was one of megan and my uh you know love song i, I was again that guy who would make mixtapes when we, we were growing up and it just started dating in college and this song uh made a mixtape because it was just so meaningful to both megan and me and I sent the video to Megan, recorded on my iPhone, and sent the video with the message, I love you. I didn't realize it. Like the concert goes and it's, you know, 9.30, 10 o'clock, 11, the, the concert ends. I didn't realize it, but because nobody could get a cell phone signal, that video just did not go through, right? And... It took us forever to get home. The parking lot was packed. So many people were trying to leave. 
you just could not get out of this parking lot. So we're sitting there and talking and having fun. And back at home, it was hours. I mean, hours we're sitting in this parking lot. Back at home, Megan had put the two boys to bed. They were, uh, boy, three and six. So young kids, we were under a lot of stress. And she was taken to, because we were going through such a rough patch, what she would take to do, she had the, the Bible app or, or some biblical app, and she would look at the time and she would, honest to goodness, try to get signs from God. She would say, okay, I'm going to take the time and just search whatever time it is and get a random Bible verse, whatever pops up first and read it. And maybe that's God trying to give me some wisdom. This was what she had been doing for several weeks. It happened to be exactly 12.42 a.m. She types in Bible 12.42, and the verse that came up was Mark 12.42. But a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. She said, oh, huh, well, maybe God's trying to tell me that, I don't know, I need to give more to the church. I, I don't know. At that exact moment, the video that I had sent three hours earlier came through. And Megan said it was not a second let she read the verse and at that exact moment the video came through. It was our favorite song from this band Dispatch. The title Two Coins. The verse I stick loneliness your lips and the two coins of your eyes into my pockets. The message from me, I love you. Megan said, "Oh my goodness." This was God telling me everything is going to be okay. She couldn't wait to tell me when I got home. And I can tell you nine years later, things have been better than they ever have. That to me is being open to seeing God's science. Now, what a fantastic story. And, and, and this is one of the things, first of all, Dan, thank you so much for being open, honest, vulnerable, and transparent. And this is what we aspire to do here at the C-Suite for Christ ministry. Everybody has a story. And again, I Dan is uh, very successful in what he does professionally. And people could look at Dan. Ah, Dan's got it all together. Dan's living the perfect life. If only I was Dan O'Donnell. But we don't know the crosses that people are bearing, be it the stresses, be it the marital challenges, be it some of the family struggles. And this is what we aspire to do in the ministry is to, to share these stories and encourage other people. But what I really love about this is that as, as Dan said early on, I mean, God speaks in whispers, you know, may boy, if you that that random encounter with somebody, that's not a random encounter, this unique opportunity that just presented itself, that, that, that that's not a random stroke of luck or chance. Everything is God speaking to you. And what a blessing for Dan and Megan to be able to experience that when they needed God the most. Very powerful stuff. Dan, I know there's no way you know this for sure, but for somebody who's attuned to his Heavenly Father, for somebody that definitely is sophisticated and mature in his faith, based on what we're do what we're going through today, based on the times that we're living in, based on all the things that are going on in society all around us, what do you think God is trying to tell us today? Honestly, uh, as we record this, we are in the season of Christmas. I think he's trying to tell us to give the gift of ourselves, our fellowship, our love, our compassion 
to our fellow man, just as he gave us the greatest gift in Jesus Christ. I think that above all else, it's essentially Jesus's golden rule, right? To love each other as we love ourselves. I think that's constantly God's message. And I think that's his overriding message above everything else. I, I always believe that. And, and that sounds great. And I would agree with you. But why is that so cotton pick and hard to do? I mean, Dan, you make it sound so easy. Just give of yourself, put others in front of you, you know, sacrifice your life, not literally necessarily, but put others maybe with a little bit higher of importance. But as much as we try, as much as we wake up saying, gosh, darn it, today's the day I start being a better servant. By noon, we've regressed into selfish ambition. <laughs> well, well, why do you think that is such a hard thing to live out? Because we're human beings and we're inherently fallible because we are none of us perfect and uh, the greatest sin I think that all of us constantly have is self-interest. It's this idea that I am more important and whether in big ways or small ways, I am always going to put myself first. And that, that that's how we're made. I mean, we, we have to have as our first basic biological instinct, self-preservation, right? So this is sort of bred into us that we have to stay alive. We have to, uh, you know, advance the species through procreation, all this. These are basic human drives. These are the basic drives of all living things. But since we're so much more advanced, since we are God's chosen species, since we are made in the image of him, we have this and we've advanced this self-preservation instinct into self-advancement, right? It feels good when we uh, get something, when we get some sort of pleasure, when we you know get a promotion at work or anything it doesn't maybe necessarily matter that we had to put down someone else to get that promotion or do something slightly underhanded it advances us and it's the easy thing to do oftentimes putting others ahead of ourselves is very difficult to do it, it, it's 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 difficult because it requires a sacrifice on our part and oftentimes i'm not sitting here from on high saying oh well i always put people first i clearly don't do that. I mean, my, my goodness, everybody puts themselves first and everybody thinks of themselves, but it's difficult to do, but it's not impossible. And if we listen to God, if we hear him whispering to us, that's the blueprint for doing it. Well, and, and I like what you're talking about there as it pertains to impossible, because again, as it says in scripture, what is impossible for man is possible for God. And I think as long as we're putting him first, as long as we're staying connected with him, as long as we're offering up our prayers and petitions, what might seem impossible is definitely indeed possible through Jesus Christ. You know, and especially in regard to that story that you shared, Dan. So Mark chapter 12, verse 22, what you and Megan were kind of going through, just to kind of placate somebody listening to this show that might be thinking this way, you know, let's say somebody reached out to you via email, text message, called you, knew you, whatever the case is, and they yeah. say, gee, Dan, you know, you're, you're so lucky, so lucky that God is showing you signs and communicating directly with you. He, he doesn't do that for me, and I really wish he would. H how would you respond to the person that uh, came up to you and said that? I would say I'm not lucky at all. Uh, I would say... It just was the proverbial lightning strike. And it wasn't really me. It was it was it was my wife, Megan, who was open to receiving that sign. And she was in a moment where I think she felt vulnerable, where she felt able to get 
you know, able to receive God's uh, words. And she could have very easily, Paul, just dismissed this as a coincidence, right? Well, okay, you know, the text goes through it, that whatever, it's not a big thing. But she actually openly chose to believe that this was a sign. And ultimately, it came down to that faith. I myself, I'm a far more rational, logical person. And I say, hey, wait a second. It would be one thing if I texted her at that exact moment. I didn't. I had texted her that video hours earlier, and it was stuck in the ether for three hours before it finally went through at that exact moment. So to me, that wasn't God necessarily whispering. That was God shouting. But if you're open and if you're in a position where you're open about your own vulnerability and you're open and saying, hey, God, I need some help here, like Megan was, then you're far more likely to hear the signs that God is sending us on at least a semi-regular basis, or maybe not even you know, regular, but w- those signs are out there. We just have to open ourselves to them. Yeah, and to take that a step further, one of the my recommendations would be, in addition to the great advice that Dan is disseminating here, you know, kind of like what he's talking about with respect to humans are driven by self-interest, self-preservation, that kind of leads to a me-centric society. I think like anything else, if you do it often enough, it becomes a habit. Think about going to the gym. Well, if you go to the gym one day, that's fine. But if you go another day, then another day, then another week, I mean, whatever science tells you, you can do something for two or three weeks, it starts to become a habit. Try this for a word substitution. Get rid of the words coincidence, luck, and chance. Get rid of those words out of your vocabulary, especially if you're a Christian, and replace each of those words with these three words, a God thing. So rather than saying, boy, what a coincidence that I ran into Dan O'Donnell. No, it's a God thing that I ran into Dan O'Donnell. Boy, what what but what random chance that my text to Megan got through at exactly that time. No, no, no. It was yeah. a God thing that your text got through. W- would you agree with that or would you? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. One of the, uh, the last questions that I have for you here, Dan, and we'll uh, let you get back to your day. So j- j- just so we can start giving individuals just some concrete thoughts and and some practitioner-based best practices. Somebody listening to this is inspired and motivated. They would like to do a better job of looking out for and interpreting the signs that God is sending to them on an ongoing, regular basis. What would you say are two or three things specifically that they can start doing immediately to become more cognizant of these signs that God is sending to them? I think praying regularly. I think that's the best way to to open yourself up to if you talk to god if you have a dialogue even though it may seem to be one-sided you open yourself that way by by you know saying to god hey i i would really love to talk to you i would really love to hear whatever it is that you have to say to me that that would mean so much to me uh i think that to me is is the best thing i i always believed in uh, regular church attendance to have fellowship with other people who might be able to share stories like the one I did that hopefully will get you to to open your heart and listen more carefully to the messages that might be out there. Those to me would be the two things. I know those are on a podcast like yours, Paul, the two things you're supposed to say, go to church and pray, right? It may sound corny, it may sound hokey, but to me, it's the truth. Well, but but that that's what makes a 
good football team at the end of the day, proper blocking and tackling, just, just getting back to fundamentals, getting back to basics. And I think that is a very good reminder. And the last thing that I'll say too, is whether you're in the world of sales or whatever it might be, I mean, you're not really going to get the sale unless you ask for the sale. You're not really going to get that special person to go on a date with you, unless you're Dan O'Donnell and everybody goes after him. <laughs> uh, uh, really, unless you ask. And the same is true when it comes to God. I don't hear right. God's voice. Are you asking to hear it? Yep. I don't I don't see God's favor or blessing. Are you asking to see it? And I think that's some really good advice. Dan O'Donnell of iHeartMedia, it is a blessing to have you on the show here today, sir, and really appreciate you sharing your words of wisdom with our audience. Well, the pleasure is all mine, Paul. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be back with some closing remarks in a few seconds. Well, as we get ready to say goodbye here on another edition of the C-Suite for Christ podcast, I would just be remiss if I didn't thank the great Dan O'Donnell. Again, very popular radio show host, news personality on the iHeartMedia platform and my colleague on News Talk 1130 WISN, where we've got the Covering the World in Christ radio show. If you haven't heard that radio show yet, two ways to do it. One, you can go to our website, csuiteforchrist.com, and under the Resources tab, just click on where it says Covering the World in Christ radio show. We've got every single episode we've ever recorded available there. Otherwise, you can go to iheartmedia.com and search C-Suite for Christ. But again, special thanks to Dan O'Donnell for being a part of the program. And boy, what a powerful story he had to share. A wonderful illustration and a wonderful example of being able to interpret the signs that God is giving us on a regular basis. So just to kind of wrap this up and put a uh, put a bow on our topic today. Again, we're unpacking Matthew chapter 16, verse 3. And in the morning, today it will be stormy, for the sky is red and overcast. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. Just like my story about uh, when I was on college, I was at college and had uh, my friend there who wanted to be more than a friend, sending me signs, sending me signals. Boy, howdy, I was missing them like I was like there was no tomorrow. I just want to make sure that we are cognizant that God is always sending us signs. God is always sending us signals. And the one way primarily that we're going to be able to interpret these is if we're in intimate fellowship with our Heavenly Father. If you're not paying attention to God, if you're not talking to God, if you're not reading God's Word, if you're not meditating on God's Word, how are you going to have familiarity with who He is what he says and what he stands for. And if you don't have familiarity with him in those areas, you are going to miss the signs that he's sending you. If you have a friendship with somebody, you know that person, you like that person, you trust that person, you can anticipate how that person is going to act, think, or feel. As things happen in your relationship together, you will start to notice those signs, those signals, the way the person is acting or carrying themselves. But if you don't have that relationship with God, if you're not enjoying intimate fellowship with God on an ongoing regular basis, you are going to miss those because you don't know what to look for. You're praying for happiness. God's given you signs on how to be happy, yet you might be missing them. You're praying for opportunity. God is giving you this opportunity through the signs and the signals and the things that he's putting in your life. But because it's not at the forefront of your mind, you're missing these things on an ongoing, regular basis. 
We're good at interpreting the signs. We're good at reading the tea leaves when it comes to our favorite sports team, when it comes to politics, when it comes to our families, when it comes to things going on in the community. But unless you're enjoying that intimate fellowship with your heavenly father, you are likely going to miss that. Don't spend another day not being happy. Don't spend another day drifting through life aimlessly. Reconnect with your heavenly father. Have a conversation with your heavenly father. Read your heavenly father's love letter to the church, a.k.a. the Bible, and you too will start to pick up those signs, which will lead to a very fulfilling, high-quality life. Speaking of fulfilling, it has been the honor of my life to lead the C-Suite for Christ ministry. Remember, this is your ministry. This is your podcast. We're just trying to serve you and equip you the best way that we know how for honoring the Great Commission. If you like this podcast episode, would you please prayerfully consider sharing it on social media? Maybe email information about the show to people on your contact list. Whatever you do, do something, because we're going to be more likely to cover the world in Christ if we do that together. I'm Paul M. Newberger, the founder of C-Suite for Christ. If you want some more information about our ministry, check out our website at csuiteforchrist.com. Thank you so much, and we will see you back here next time. Thank you for joining us on the C-Suite for Christ podcast. People everywhere are thirsting for Christ. Our goal is to cover the world in Christ using hope, encouragement, and God's nourishing words. We hope you'll join us. Please visit csuiteforchrist.com and come back soon for more conversations centered around God's endless love for us all. I saw you in my dreams before I came here. I will keep you in my dreams when I leave here.